You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Entering the vicious circle. You are facing a fuel-injected suicide machine. Look at that. Welcome to the Vicious Circle, Sid. Wow, perfect timing. Right? right? I just sit down just in time. <laughs> wow. How's your day going? Pretty good, man. Uh, Really good. I had a little bit of this soreness I was in. Wow. Um, it felt good to do some things I didn't think I was going to do again. Yeah. But I forgot how bad that sore was. I mean, walking made my traps hurt today. If, if that sounds if that's really? possible, yeah. Oh wow! But other than that, at the gym at four o'clock this morning, home, and then off to I went to a a radio interview with the bishop of our church, uh, bishop of our diocese of our church, Bishop Phoebe. The little topic about this charity, you know, the th- not charity, the thing that I do on Saturdays and Wednesday mornings called Pop Tops. And uh, I'm going to get some pictures to start showing here with some, some of the stuff we do there in the mornings. Nice. And that's the exact organization that this challenge is going for, right? Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know what, what was cool? Not, not to cut you off. No. You know, what was cool about that is, you know me, Rob, I like throwing people under the bus, right? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> <laughs> not really, but uh, I just brought it to, you know, uh, you know what Drew's about. I remember I told you Drew's like the angel on "It's a Wonderful Life." Clarence, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can imagine the crap I put this poor old guy through in a day. It's like I can do anything, say anything. It's like, oh, Sid, oh no, Sid, oh Sid, oh. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, you're good, Sid. You know, it's like you know. But um, no, it's a lot of fun hanging out with him. We got there real early this morning at the radio station at the new Sears Roebuck. Um, theater where they get all these new places that made me feel bad. Uh, so you know, new bakery, coffee shops, all this good stuff, cool stuff there in Memphis. No one to come to it. So I bought a couple of banana nut loaves from the bakery and she uh, just gets, you know, gets up to back to that place. Nice. Very nice. <clears throat> How did the interview go? Well, really good. You know, uh, Bishop Phoebe, She's a really cool lady. Um, I don't know really a whole lot about her, to be honest. I hate to say that. I only saw, met her a couple of times. She's just come to the church, you know, as our bishop. As she come, she's bishop, I understanding, is from Mississippi River East to the Tennessee River. You know, it's that part of Tennessee, what that is. I don't know if that's a country saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't like> it. <laughs> I know, right? 
I thought Episcopalians, that's why I'm with you. I thought they were smarter people than Baptists. <laughs> she sounds like a hick from Tennessee. She's from Virginia. What man, I think it would be a be a Baptist after today. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, real quick. But, um, Terry she's, really, she's really cool. Do I? Oh no, no, sorry. I thought you were finished. Go ahead. No, she's a really cool lady. So we talked about that and a little bit about Drew, how I used to call him the Holy Hillbilly and all that. I had a good laugh and talked about Mother King. I think I've told about her on here before and just church stuff, you know. Very, very cool. Uh, I'm getting Terry on here because he goes, finally got on first time. Glad to be here. Thanks, Terry, for interrupting me. So you're off after your first time. <laughs> How does that feel? Sign back up, buddy. And welcome to Internet Sid. Even Val's here. Happy Thursday, guys. Hey, Val. How are you doing? <laughs> and uh, Sean from England. Good evening, Sid from London, UK. Uh, see, 2021 is the year for Sid to rule again and kick serious ass. Hello, Rob, too. Hey, <laughs> thank, hey, Sean. <laughs> I got in on the end of that one. That's good. There you do. That's good. You're there somewhere. Like Steve Martin said during that act, remember, during that scene, he's talking to that girl. He says, hey, um, you know, next time you're making love to your boyfriend, you think you can think of me? She goes, Baby, you can make love to my boyfriend. You can think of me. He goes, hey, as long as I'm in there somewhere. <laughs> there we go. I was mentioned. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You were in there. Uh, well, and that kind of brings us to it because with our challenge, we're getting people from everywhere. You know, we had uh, uh, Andrew on last week from uh, England. And now we have another guest all the way from Australia. Nathan, welcome to the Vicious Circle. G'day, guys. How are you? Hey. Hey, Nathan, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Sweating my ass off here. I uh, bet we were talking earlier. You told us how hot it was there. Yeah. You know, I was in Australia a couple of times. It is hot there. I mean, like another hot people just can't imagine. Yeah, well, yeah. We were, like you said, we were chatting earlier and just said to Rob before, they're pretty sure you've got snow there at the moment. I do. Yeah, it's 70 degrees here. Yeah, not here. No, I've, I've never seen snow in 36 years. Never seen snow. Wow. I'll send you some. <laughs> <laughs> Might look like water by the time it gets there, but trust me, it was snow. <laughs> as long it as it's not board. yellow, we're all good. That's flavored, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's one way. <laughs> so what made you want to do this challenge? Uh, well, I've got, I've got three kids, uh, the youngest only being eight months old. Um, and uh, I tell you what, the, the hey, stop one is, second, stop one second. Show us a picture of uh, Nathan, uh, <laughs> as of now. Are you okay with this? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no, that's all right, mate. That's all right. Yeah, okay, let me bring this up, share the screen. Boom. And quickly back off. Quickly. Quickly. Quickly back off. <laughs> yeah, you have had three children the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you ate a couple of children today. Stop that, David. Good time to go to die for the children in Australia. Yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't the dingo that took the baby. It was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is good stuff. Good, Nathan. Thanks for coming on. Talk to you next week. No, <laughs> <laughs> no so, but no. Um, go ahead. I was just going to say, you also mentioned you were uber competitive. Yes, yes. Well, I played football um, for about 12 years here in Australia. Not that, uh, you know, padded up 
crap that you play over there. Um, and yeah, it was just one of those things. It's and I'm the youngest of four kids. Uh, it's non-stop in competition with family and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things. As soon as I hear there's a competition, I want in on that, and you, you're not going to beat me. It's just that simple. That's awesome, man. See, I think that goes back to the accountability that you were talking about, Sid. No, it does. No, but it's but that it does make. But it sounds like this guy really not going to need a lot of accountability. Sounds like it's something he heard. It gave him enough to kickstart what's already inside this guy. He doesn't need a lot of help, but it'll be someone that he can bounce off ideas from back and forth from us. And I believe the way he sounds, I believe he will win this. Yeah. <laughs> Andy says this yellow snow tastes like asparagus. <laughs> Man, dude, Andy, you're out of here. Sign back up. Rob. Uh, block him, defriend him, Facebook, all that stuff, you know? Will do. And wow, never man. things you can't unsee. Thanks, Sid. <laughs> Here, here's the pencil, internet pencil. Just I'm racing him off. There we go. Gone, Andy. <laughs> but sign back up. <laughs> so what was what was your main objective? Like what when we sat down, what was your goal? Uh the, the goal is actually to be able to do things with my kids again. Because like I said, for the past 13 months, um, uh, I travel for work, and with Corona, I'm physically not allowed to travel anywhere. Sydney is on an absolute lockdown, um, so I've basically just been sitting at home, eating, drinking beers, doing nothing, and I've gained over twenty kilo. Um, now it's it's, and it may not sound like much, but you notice it when you're carrying it around all day. Um, I even went to go for a walk with my daughter the other day, uh, the eight month old. And I, I didn't even make it halfway through the park, and I had to have a sit down. That's how bad it's gotten. So okay. yeah, that's. Well, Nathan, I, I'm telling you, it is. I think uh, forty kilo, twenty kilos is like forty or fifty pounds at least on what we're talking about. <clears throat> and I lost forty pounds, and after that, I'm telling you, just getting up, walking around, doing simple things. The simple things, like you said, yeah. right there, you'll get that back for sure. Uh, and also this, you don't want it on your joints because you don't, as we get older, I don't care if you didn't do anything, but sit on your butt all your life, you're going to have aching pains, right? So we don't need to age, you know, quicken any of that stuff on us. One time I went to the track, someone told me about doing farmer's walks, you know? So I said, you know, I could do it. He said, he tried it with 40 pounds, couldn't get, you know, anywhere. So I took these 20 pound dumbbells, literally could, and I'm in shape at this time, right? I couldn't get halfway around the track. <clears throat> I was really looking at my truck going, how am I going to get these things back there, you know? <laughs> so think about it. You know, again, it's tough on you. So, yeah, I think that's a really good go, and I think you're going to I think you're gonna reach it pretty easily. Thank you very much. Uh, Jeremy commented, great show, Robin Sid. You guys always make my day, and thank you very, very much for making me one of your amazing fans. I like that. Oh, thank you, Jeremy. And <clears throat> This one's interesting. Jefferson said, uh, damn, I remember watching Sid back in the 80s and recall a rumor about his sister working as a nurse for a youth camp my dad managed. That was a lot of booze ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about my sister's working in a youth camp unless it's uh, distributing crack cocaine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was joking. No, uh, no my, sister's, uh, my sister works at FedEx most of her life. Mother, sister, no, they never did anything like that. That I can remember any camps or anything. Hmm. 
Uh, real quick question here for, for Lelo. We mentioned it once before. Hey, Sid, why in the WWE did your name change from Sid Justice in 91 to Psycho Sid in 95? And also in 95, you look thin. From Lima, Peru. Well, I'll tell you what. When 95, when I did look thin, it was. I started that high-protein diet. I swear that's what I did. And my goal was at that time was to um, to see if I could keep all my strength from say wherever I was above 300 to however low I got, I think I got down to, I think sometime there, 195, I mean, uh, two, uh, 1995, I think I got down to, man, 270. And that was a, you know, that's a bunch of weight from what I was. Hmm. It's called diet fat, so I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> Internet Sid, man, you just, you got to keep him on that leash. That's it. <laughs> so, um, you said that the uh, gyms are locked down in, in Australia right now, right? Uh, quite a lot of them, yeah. Uh, there's only one I found locally uh, that has only just reopened, and they're only open for four hours a day. So it's a very small window, and if you're not signed up for that day, you don't get to go in and work out because they're limited to the amount of people that can actually have go through the doors. Well, Nathan, this is the good news about that. We, we're going to lose weight so much faster through diet than we can at the gym. When we get on a piece of equipment or we look at one of these fancy watches, they said we burned a thousand calories because we did a thousand steps or blah, blah, blah. I don't believe that for a minute. Um, now exercise does help. It does burn some calories and it does speed up our metabolism. It does lengthen our life, all these great things, but we don't have to count on that for just our weight loss alone. But so what we're going to have to do is like a lot of people I'm talking to, Nathan, is they're going to find something they can do, like walking outside. Um, and then when you get past that, you got to figure out how to lengthen that walk or make it more productive. And, you know, if you're capable physically, I think sounds like things you are <clears throat> as this weight starts coming off. And I tell people too, start slow. Say, do your walk, whatever you're doing at the very end of it. You know, just if you're able to squat down and come up, you know, if you find a few steps, just do, 10 steps, come down and do 10 more and then stop. Don't, no, don't kill yourself. Uh, and then two, right now with people that are having a lockdown, you don't have to burn yourself out the first day, you know, yeah. like give yourself something to grow on and, you know, be able to set new goals. A lot of these gyms are places I see that I really like. Uh, they'll have people where they can, you know, reach a goal even maybe the next day, you know, that way we don't get burned out. I know with me personally, when I set goals, I try to keep them small because the further away they are, the more chance there is I'm going to get to day three and go, screw it. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> Have that goal again, you know. But, of course, what you're saying, too, you want to lose weight and get fit. So, you know, start doing your, you know, as we lose weight, we got to make transformations. And I think that's what you're talking about, what you said earlier today so far. So just do your numbers, like side bends, twists. You know, if you have to find one of these little videos telling you what to do, I turned my uncle on to a show we have here in the country called PBS. It's a public broadcasting system. There's a lady on there, and I know a lot of people will laugh about this, but her name's Miranda Smith. It's called Classical Stretch, and she's really got some really good tips on there. Just how to, again, simply how to, if you're just learning how to walk again, where you, where you do want to be able to continue to walk, she's got a really great person to do that, and she's got advanced classes as well. So, again, I was talking to him today. Man, he really sounded pretty cool about things. He's like, man, he goes, I was trying some of that. He goes, but that one leg stuff, I'm not ready for, you know. So, <clears throat> I'm not ready for it either. She, does, she I started to do what I'm able to do high leg carryovers. 
She does one standing that's pretty difficult, but it's really flexible, works with her. And again, if we had all this idle time, I would sit around, you know, doing some stretches, some kind of stenics, abs, you know, side bends, just everything to transform, you know, uh, because when we lose weight, that part of losing weight in the skin become adhesive to the muscle again to where you can see it. That's a that's a slow process too, you know. So how we you know because I everybody asks says this now you're gonna say this too. You know, uh people say, Sid, how do you tighten this up down here? Or how to tighten this up down here? It's numbers, man. So just you know, do whatever you gotta do. And if, if it's gonna take you a thousand times, it's gonna take more than that. Say a thousand repetitions to get there, you better start, you know. And if we're losing weight, that's gonna happen. You know, so if you want to be fit and get all that together, I'm just now, after really eight, nine months, seeing some of that happen for me. So, again, you don't get frustrated. Again, set, set that simple goal. I'm going to lose five pounds, and I'm going to be able to do 10 steps, and I'm going to stay just right around 2,000 calories right now, you know. Yeah, I hear what you're saying with the simple goals, but I have a bit of an odd mentality when it comes to stuff like this. I like the unobtainable. And I like the fact that people say, you can't do that. That's right. the motivator that I like. Like is that when, when I turn up and I've done it, I can get there and just do that, rub it in their face and just like, <laughs> ah, I told you I could do it. Nathan, you're, you're talking to Mr. Rabbit in your effing face, okay? <laughs> no one – I lived my whole life running for that. Like, you know, you still when I run bleachers for hours – and I'd get tired, and I was at, you know, I've been up there. Now, again, I've already worked out, say, from a little bit from 5 to 7. Now, I'm the first one to track doing bleacher from 7 to 12 sometimes. And I'm trying to get up that bleacher for that last you know, last step. Well, sometimes that first one, and the sun's coming up, and I go, you know what? No one's out here but me. And who, who's up there? The person I hate the most. And I'm going to get up there and step on them. And I get up there, I spit before I hit that top step, and I go, Puh! On the man, right there. Up to you, man. So, again, nobody uses – like, I had to tell a couple this morning. This is a true story. A uh, nice couple. Uh, when you're in there at 4 o'clock with a guy like me, it's probably pretty scary, you know. So, I'm in there going, hey, yeah, I'm talking to I'm, – I'm, I'm reciting lyrics from Monster Magda. Open your mouth and say my name. And I'm like, why, you know. So, uh, <laughs> and I know shit, you know, uh, Rob uh, Zombie. You know, jealousy, superstition, fear, you know. And they're freaking out. So finally, I said, man, they're probably scared to death. So I took my headphones down <clears throat> yesterday morning. I said, hey, guys, y'all have a good morning. They're like, wow, he talks, you know. So this morning, I could tell they were a little on their heels again. So I did my lyrics again because I'm talking to myself the whole time. So I said, um, I said, listen to the guys. How y'all doing this morning? Oh, great, great. And uh, I said, and, uh, um, I'm going to tell you, you know, what I'm talking to myself. I'm not talking to y'all. Now, this is the way I get through a workout. I said, I have, you have two approaches. Approach it like an offensive lineman to where you go, okay, just blah, blah, blah. Or you go right through a GD wall, you know, every time you for a set. So I like that GD wall a lot more than, blah, blah, blah. you know, so that's where I'm more comfortable. So, you know, what I'm getting to, Nathan, I like that too. And I want to tell everybody that, but not everyone wants to hear that. So I'm trying to be nice, you know, to people. <laughs> Now, Australians got thick skin. You can't get us. Okay, I'll remember that. Well, I just did that. You had three kids already on the show. <laughs> I should know that already. Uh, David said, yeah, I'm about to start a new healthy eating and training next week. Got to lose about 40 to 50 pounds myself. So he's jumping in too. Oh, cool, man. 
Uh, Tom said, I love internet, Sid. How's the diet going, Sid and Rob? Well, I'll tell people, I'm going to share a story about, I, I hope that this isn't boring people. Um, so when people say, hey, Sid, uh, you know, I got my butt off. I only lost a pound last night or since, you know, from yesterday or whatever. No, I gained a pound and everything was perfect. That's what I meant. Yeah, everything's perfect, but dying my ass off. I got on the scale and gained a pound. Well, all right, so we you know that I've been dieting pretty hard myself. Uh, in the last, say, five or six days, it's just been white meat and vegetables pretty much. And so when I got on the scale yesterday, it was up six pounds. Now, Rob, I've told you this. And I think I've said this before on the show, so I won't have to repeat this all the time. What I believe happens is this. I know in working out, when you're trying to get bigger muscle, you're not going to see your gains from day to day. What you see, when you see a, like a big strength gain or a big size gain, it's something that happened months ago. And I believe that's what happens in diet too. And so that's what happened to me. My diet was perfect for those few days. My weight went up four or six, I think it was six pounds. And it went back down four today. So I was still right around two pounds heavier. But it was something I'd eaten for a few days, you know, say nine or ten days before that was when I was having all that red meat. So I don't know if this is how it works. This is me guessing. I wonder if when you're on the perfect machine, everything's going perfect, and all of a sudden you come off, then it comes off track a little bit, the machine, all of a sudden when it's back on, well, it's back back here. So now, you know, you got that space where everything lagged behind. And I think that's where it comes to, Nathan, when people say, can I have a cheat day, you know? That's what happens. Man, all this, everything's going good. You, oh, we're off track. Man, it's going to take a while to get it back. Oh, shit. They, they just take another cheat day. Well, that's how he had three kids. <laughs> it was cheat days. All right, man. Uh, question for you. If I'm counting calories, uh, could I, let's say, have uh, a burger if that's within my calorie count and then just take out a few other things in order to slide that burger in there? Yep. No, so I can still have the occasional fatty yeah. stuff, but it's just yeah. going to be within my calorie count. Yeah. See, that's the thing I think we uh, Sid was trying to stress, and I know I do. Whatever you're doing, incorporate it into your life. Like with mine, I count carbs because I'm a diabetic. Mm -hmm. So with my carb count, I always have a small treat that I can put in there. It might just be a piece of a Kit Kat bar or something like that. But it's already counted into my carbs, so it doesn't affect my total carb intake. Uh, so what would, um, like obviously, you know, if I'm eating a Dirty Big Macca's burger or something like that, it's going to have all the bad fats and all that sort of stuff. So is that something else that I have to uh, cater for if I'm going to try and slide a burger in here or there? Maybe pizza, something like that? I'm sorry, I didn't really understand what you're saying. Is it, you, uh, you say it's okay to have an extra cheeseburger? No, no, no. Uh, but, uh, uh, with your, your burgers, pizza, all that sort of stuff, it's going to have all those bad fats in it, like, you know, the, the cheese on top that just oozes, you know, fat and all that sort of stuff. Um, instead of just uh, counting my calorie intake, uh, I've got to also got to con uh, also got to consider the, the bad fats and all that sort of stuff that I'm taking in as well, don't I? For sure. That's what a thing about dieting, you know, um, we, you know, it's a little off what you're saying that when we die, we got to watch not, to, we don't eat enough of the good things. Meaning like you said, cheese. Now, if you wanted to say, make that burger a little bit better, that would be without, you know, out the cheese, 
on, without the bread and have a pickle on the side. Okay, then you could eat a little bit more of that. But still, the burger's got the saturated fat. That's when that your diet becomes unhealthy. Um, but again, we're going to have those once in a while. And you can't even have a cheeseburger. You have it with the bread and everything on it. You just count those calories and say, okay, that's what I had today. And I tell people too, and I, you know, because I don't want anyone, man, if you have four cheeseburgers in the day, forget about it and start over the next day. You know, you don't have to think of this. Uh, th- th- when people say this is a lifestyle, I mean, yeah, man, nobody, I mean, like, I'm trying to stop cussing. That's not going to happen, but I'm trying all the time, you know. So, um, so again, on that, uh, if you have a cheeseburger, forget about it. You know, just say, I'm having it. I counted it out. Hey, it even puts you over your calories. That happens. But, you know, this is a lifestyle. So what you do, you go, hey, next time I'm going to remember that. Uh, been looking into this. Noom diet a little bit with the help of Lori, one of the contestants. This is what, you know, when you look at some of these helpful tips, tips in that Noom diet, what they suggest is like, it's little things that trigger our diet. And all the things I heard about is this. It sounds like this is that we talk ourselves into having these things we don't need. You know, like the cheeseburgers or something oh, like that. Where you could say, man, wouldn't it be nice for a cheat day just have a really nice fruit salad? You know, that to me sounds pretty good. Or a frozen smoothie, you know, with a little juice or something. Uh, but again, you know, this is something too. I really believe this. For me, now, as I'm just getting away from it. When I hadn't eaten red meat in a long time, when I first started it, I mean, I had to give stuff away. I'd give it to my dogs. I couldn't make myself eat it. Then when I started, I'm okay. And then I got used to it again. But um, it's still, um, I think you get away from it. You go to it that one time. I think most of t- that'd be it. I think it'd be enough to go, hey, that was that one it, that one time. That was enough for me. I'm going to go back to white meat. Kevin's got a question I'm curious on. Hey, guys, I read that spinach is basically a natural steroid. Thoughts? Never heard of that. I'll start no. pumping it into my veins as soon as we get <laughs> off this show. That'll help. No, uh, no, I, I think spinach is great. Um, I love spinach. I use a lot. I eat a lot of it. But um, I will say this, spinach and anything green is high in vitamin K, and it thickens the blood. So uh, that's why a lot of older people can't have greens, uh, especially if they're on blood thinners and stuff like that, because they're trying to not get their blood thick. So I, I think spinach is good, but I think it's one of those vegetables we'd want to, again, it being green, we'd want to watch um, how, we, how we take too much of it in. And if it's compared to steroids, we might say that, that might be true hmm. uh richard here said hi sid sorry if someone's already uh asked already have you noticed wwe's youtube channel just uploaded your royal rumble title victory against Shawn michaels no no, no I, I can't believe i missed that because i spent like every minute of the day watching for that to happen <laughs> you're off the show <laughs> please sign back up love you <laughs> i do man oh, and danilo he's got the perfect creed for us Okay. Do unto the man what the man would do unto you, but do it first. Maniacal laugh. That's it. I remember that. Yes. Uh, let me see here. The David Gold says, also, tell Sid we are excited to have him back on the asylum in the next few months. Oh, David Gold must work at Virtual Asylum. Okay. The last show was amazing, and he is freaking hilarious. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> 
Uh, Terry here, he mentioned the DDPY package just arrived at my house two days ago, but I haven't started it yet because of the diet plan involved. It's a huge change to what I've been eating and drinking. People often forget diet is just as important as the training, but no beer or dairy like cheese freaks me out a little bit. No, uh, but don't take it out all the way. Take a little bit at a time. We got to have it in there, you know, to keep our bones strong and stuff like that. But hold on a second. Let's go back to this. Did he say DDP yoga thing? DDPY. Get your money back, okay? <laughs> Just do yourself a favor. Get your money back right away. No, nah, I was kidding. Yoga is for, I don't know, stupid people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> everybody, you know, everybody just unsigned right now. Everyone's kidding, all yoga lovers. You know, just kidding, man. No, uh, no, I don't know. Um, the, the old lady I'm watching on this classical st- stretch, she didn't say not to do yoga, but I don't know. It's uh, a lot of farting, you know. I don't know. Well, see, I talked to DDP once, and his DDPY, it's not yoga. It has it in it, but it's a yeah. lifestyle change. Just like the guy said, he he changes every aspect of your life. So it's not just yoga. No, I've not watched any of his stuff. But I would say if I was trying to really reach a goal, I would probably consider, you know, this deal with Dallas Page because I really do think he does take a hands-on approach because mm-hmm. uh, he's taking such a hands-on approach, he's got his hands in your pocket. Uh, <laughs> You know, so if you like that hands-on approach, go straight for that. No, I was kidding. No, yeah. I'm not kidding, but who knows? So if you're paying for it, you're sort of stupid. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dean's got a lot to say, and unfortunately, he covers up Nathan when I put the question up. Like, boom, Nathan's gone. It's different for everyone. For me, my job is very physical. He's a plasterer, so that helps a bit. I'm six foot one and a half, probably around 185 pounds. I play a lot of tennis and do a lot of running with a few push-ups and various planks. So personally, for me, my goal is to be always in good shape, not necessarily great shape. I don't eat super healthy, but not bad. Cardio is key. Then anything, um, then eat anything in moderation. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a pretty good way. I mean, he's not overweight. One one eighty five is usually a perfect weight for people, you know. So you know, a lot of us don't have to do, uh, you know, you know, watch our weight or do too much exercise, you know. Uh, we get away with it, um, and hats off to people who can do that. You know, I mean, myself, I could do. I, I don't have to really eat everything healthy too. If I just stayed away from juices and did my regular workouts, I'm not. I'm gonna go through my life without any problem at all. But I do it because I like to challenge myself. Okay, so unsigned and get a better <laughs> attitude, punk. And we know about you and fruit juices, don't we? That's it. Yeah, I mean, yep. <laughs> I love that picture. Give, give me a fart tonight. You got a, a grunt? Do I have a grunt? I think we do. Where is it? This one. Nope, that's the expression. <laughs> that's our grunt. <laughs> yeah, that's what about you and walk around at 185 all the time, okay? <laughs> Uh, oh, here's Andrew. He was on last time. Uh, I think Sid is really sharing his best experience here. Every word is brilliant. Thank you. Good luck, Nathan. Wow. Wow, Andrew. We need more people like you in the vicious circle. Yeah. Hey, just keep signing. We love you, dude. Oh, there's a person here. Jay Fellers said, I'm glad to work with Sid in Continental Rest- Championship Wrestling. I'm glad you work. 
sit in Continental Chip Wrestling like we have it or we're going to. Um, kind of sound like he did, but I don't know. I don't recognize the name. I didn't know Continental was back open, but yeah, that was a fun place, man. It really was. Uh, Terry's got another question from Aberdeen, Florida. Sid, when you worked with Sean Razor and Diesel in 95 and even Triple H and X-Pac later in the year, did people backstage assume you were a member of the Click, for better or worse? No, this is, again, I'll explain this Click thing. There really wasn't a Click. Everybody thinks about, um, not like it was. I mean, like everybody thinks it was. It was so over-exaggerated. Um, I would say, yes, I was friends with everyone, you know. Uh, I wasn't in a fashion. You know, what happens, people, is that we're, you know, we can't all ride in a bus together all the time. So we'll get in groups that, you know, say, all right, say people know that you're on this time of the day or car. So you ride with the people that you, you know, can travel with or people are doing things you want to do. Like I want to work out with people. I want to ride with people who want to work out and put that first and no party and stuff like that. So that's, that's what you saw with the people with me. And those guys like to hang out and do the things they wanted to do. Nothing against that. But it wasn't a click. But I hung out and talked to those guys all the time. Um, it's just, again, you know, my deal is get back, go sleep, and get up and do the deal again, you know. James has got a good question. Sid, at your peak, what were you doing for exercise? And what time did you start? Well, um, I started at 3.30 in the morning. <clears throat> my first workout would be about a quarter to five. We'd work out from about five to seven. I'd go home. home. This would be a perfect day, okay, if I had nothing else to do. Um, I'd go home. I'd um, have a meal, uh, take a nap. I know this sounds crazy. I'd get up, and I'd meet uh, my second workout partner for the second workout, and this was run just bleachers. And we'd run bleachers and sprint sprints and agility drills up to two hours. I'd go home, eat, take a nap. And then I'd go back for my third workout, and it'd be another body part, you know, another two hours, and then go home and eat and, you know, hang out and repeat. See, that's the part that makes me feel bad, because you're sitting there talking about your third exercise, and I'm still yeah. trying to get one done. Okay. Now, now, I think about it. I did that on the road, guys, without the naps, <laughs> you know. So not always, but a lot of times. I am. Here we go. Brad sent in some pictures. Brad, when he goes, hi, Robin, sit, Rod and sit. I'm, it's, I've been called worse. I would like to hear what your thoughts of the pics I sent in. Uh, these are the ones I showed you before where he asked us to talk about drinking and driving because apparently oh, yeah. he was in an accident. And uh, that is insane to think well, that he actually survived that. I want to tell you something. You know, I've I've been in so many wrecks that made cars that look like a safe car, but drinking and driving is stupid. Um, I brag about it sometimes. Not brag. I talk in a boasting manner. Um, you know, that out I used to outrun the cops every night. I got two DUIs in one night, and then one the next weekend. And uh, of course, I'm not saying this to make it any better, but it was really at that time like a speeding ticket. <clears throat> But it is stupid to do. Um, of course, drinking for me, I only drank to be cool. I didn't like it. Didn't like being drunk. Didn't like the taste of alcohol. You know, but just did it to be cool. And uh, for unfortunately, a lot of us are doing this to be cool, and a lot of people people suffer from that. So, um, against drinking and driving. Oh, and and 
Jay's right. Texting too. <laughs> That's the big thing now. No, it is. Um, for sure. Oh, even a hello from Howie. Hello again, Sid, from cold, snowy Newfoundland, Canada. See, everybody's got snow but you guys. I know, right? Just, what is that all about? rubbing it in. <laughs> See? More rubbing it in. <laughs> uh, Tom wants to know, uh, Sid, where did the chest uh, fist bump with the fans come from? Well, um, it came from – I'm just always trying to think of something new. And I came up with uh, years ago, first uh, run with WCW. I did that and whatever. And I, I remember my wife, Sabrina, said, man, you really need to do that more often. And uh, I didn't really do it as much as I should have. Then it started picking on and picking up and picking up and just went from there. Let's see here, too. Tom said, I've been on the keto for four days, and this is my daily macronutrient amount proteins 156 gram of carbohydrates 31 grams of fats 216 grams of total calories uh oh sorry fats 216 grams and total calories mm -hmm. 2693 calories that's good man that's really good um i like to see the fat pull back a little bit you know think about keto diets everyone uh, i argued with a couple of people with that they're my friends not people on the show I mean, not that you guys are my friends. What am I saying? Just joking. But no, <laughs> two girls I argue with all the time, Sally and Sheila, and they don't know each other. They're, but they've been on this keto diet for years, and they're the same people to tell me, you know, I woke up this morning, dying my ass off, and I'm a pound heavier. That's what happens. You cannot eat cheeseburgers all day long, people. And that's what happens. You cannot. Now, I saw on PBS, a stupid place to find stuff smart for you, they talked about the keto diet. This guy was talking about it could really be a healthy diet. When I said, well, really, the keto diet is a protein diet. They go, well, that's Atkins. No, it isn't. It's sort of the same thing. I've talked about this. I was telling Nathan this. I feel like I'm repeating myself. <laughs> this is how all our bodies work. And I don't care who you are. Uh, you can't change this. There's a battery here. When that battery is charged, we can't lose weight and the only thing charges that battery are carbohydrates okay and that's why these protein diets are so effective but we can't eat this unhealthy stuff all the time and if we were say replace that cheeseburger or that cheese or whatever they think they're eating with say a piece say a chicken breast and a, and a slice of uh supple slices of uh, uh grilled squash you know what i mean you're not going to beat that you can't argue with me about that you know, what sounds better, a piece of cheese or a, a piece of meat or a piece of chicken with a couple slices of grilled squash? I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we just saw your picture, right? <laughs> so you stop eating kids. You don't have any say-so in this diet, buddy. You're just a participant. I wish it was a, a, a contest where who could eat the least amount of kids in six months. <laughs> No wonder we see the population go down over there. And you guys don't have any as many cases of COVID because y'all are eating each other. That's cool. <laughs> That's one way to get to herd immunity. There's everybody hurting out there in Australia. Oh, let's eat each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Pam said, Hey guys, I'm here. Let's start the party. Let's go. All right, Pam. Go internet Sid. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. And Jerry said, Hey Sid, remember me from Ottawa? 
Uh, you know, these pictures all look like I, I can barely see them. I'll just say, yeah. <laughs> Love you, Jerry. <laughs> That's awesome. I got to ask, because you, you just mentioned, you know, you sound like you're repeating yourself. Being in your position, because you went through interviews like crazy from the 90s to even today. How do you handle hearing the same questions? Because they must come at you. The, the, the basic questions, what made you want to get into wrestling? You know, right. what was your favorite match? Who's your favorite opponent? How do you handle answering these same questions all the time? Well, uh, sometimes I hope that I can think of another answer, just like on the movie Madhouse, the, uh, the podcast movie Madhouse. I had you no know, other. I had one answer no one else had. So I always try to get answers. No one. You no, know, I was trying to figure an answer that they haven't heard. That's a good Take idea. it as a challenge. And it's, but, you know, again, uh, I know it sounds repetitive, but if, if someone doesn't know, I mean, someone else doesn't know. That's what I got to tell myself. That's fair. That's very, very fair. You know what I mean? Uh, Tom mentioned here, he goes, Nathan, consistency is key. Stick with it and you will do well. Oh, Hello, yeah. Tom. Is this your challenge or is this my challenge? <laughs> Tom, unsign and come back next week. I'm sorry, buddy. Tom says, my keto diet is very strict. I'm eating chicken thighs mostly with avocado and lettuce. Okay, stay in the show. You're doing a good job. Avocado. That's the one. No, that, that's that... good, man. The only thing about avocado really doesn't have any taste. That's you know? why I don't like it. <laughs> no. What do you have to do? You have to mix it with a little tomato, a little onion. You know, little mayonnaise, make it, you know, uh, guacamole, lime juice. I don't know. Uh, Never's got a good point. Sid should be working with the WWE Performance Center with all this knowledge. Imagine the amount of monsters they could have pumping out of that place. Well, yeah, that or just uh, what they need to do is pump some knowledge into these knuckleheads about how to get over. That would be nice for them. You know what? I was really thinking. I, I forgot I missed wrestling last night. But you know what, guys? Wrestling could be almost over. Um, I was thinking, really, what, how do they get back the people? You know, they, the people now know that it's a complete work because uh, of USC and just the bad stuff they're doing now. So really, why would people go to a live event anymore? I mean, I mean, I'm really, I'm not being a trying to be a jerk about that. I was thinking about that earlier, thinking, wow, what would the reason be? You know, why would you go back to that when you could go to real baseball, real UFC, or you know, I mean, be, I mean, you might go to a theater to see something like that, a movie theater. But see, that's just it. I think wrestling is theater, you know. And honestly, I think anything not inside our homes right now, people will just line up for. They might. They will. They will. <laughs> You know, well, they were doing pretty bad before it started. Uh, all business were only other than AEW, and they were whittling back down too. There, I, I know that thing wasn't for real, their numbers, but um, I don't know, Rob. I'm not saying for sure, I don't have it for sure on this, I'm not predicting this or anyone, but there's a chance it doesn't make it through because they were already so yeah. bad. It's now going to, they're talking today, it's going to be till fall of this year for things to get back to normal. So, you're going to go to wrestling on your, at your own risk. You know, so people aren't going to be lined up to go there. No, not yet. Keep going by, people are going to say, "Hey, you know, the, pe what happens?" I feel like this. People didn't have enough time to go because they were already doing it. They weren't showing up to the shows. They're only watching TV. Um, to where they, you know, they would go to some to a live event. This might be the time for wrestling to take the floor mat of a company like USC. Think about it. USC does like two or three live events, and so they make two, 20 billion dollars a day. 
and they don't have any overhead, and they're paying all these people unbelievable money. Wouldn't yeah. the guys like to be involved in something like that? You only have to work like four days a month and get paid millions of dollars, you know? Um, and they make it all on reruns. You yeah, watching them over it, and over. Over and over. It's, they've got to figure that out somehow. Because that's uh, really putting it above their heads. James here says uh, it's for the character and for the show. Yeah, and that's true. As long as it's done right. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Well, I'll say that again. They were already stopped. They were already not going, you know? So it's just, they're so far from everything. Again, they're so far from what they were. People did believe, you know what I mean? Yes, characters and shows, but now it's just a bunch of stupid characters making stupid interests, and that's about it. I'm not saying it's good, cool, but it's just not as appealing. Yeah. Terry says, because wrestling is a movie that we control fans, or at least we're supposed to if the higher-ups are listening. Oh, they're never listening. No, yeah. I'm going to tell you something right now. This is the time that the fans can really get their say-so, everyone. I really believe that because, and again, there's already very few people going. Um, and this is – this right now our society is listening to the people. It's like the change in the, in the White House today or yesterday. You know what I mean? People have more say-so now. And people are getting smart to that too. And um, I guarantee if it, like – part of the country like the northeast and you know, that fan base is as strong as anywhere in the whole world if they got together because they're the ones that make you know all the wrestling and all the the big shows like wrestlemania go off if the northeast wrestling fans just said you know what until we get our way we're not going to it and if aw is going to give it to us that's where we're going to go by god shit would happen yeah i'm not kidding you Mm-hmm. You, you kind of got to take into account there, though. If the fiends do get their way and they say, well, look, this is who we want to win. This is how we want the match to go. What's the bloody point of the show anyway? Because then there is no little hidden thing that pops out. You know, it, it, it just ruins everything completely. Well, I, only thing is I, why I think the fans should have a little say-so is because I, I think right now they're the only ones that have got their finger on the pulse. Evidently, what they're doing isn't working. They can't even, I mean, their production is great, but compared to the show to AEW, for some reason, they're still getting beat. It's just because it's too much stupid, you know, to me. Um, just, I don't know. It's just so far from what it used to be. And if you follow the fans, then you can start giving them what they didn't even know they wanted. And that's when you start hitting the real marks. Right. Uh, we got Rocky on here. Rocky Turner. Hey, guys. Hope you're doing well. Hey, Rocky. Asylum. Oh, and speaking of that, Sid, what's your thoughts on Lex Luger? He's on the Asylum Live in a couple of weeks. Man, I think everyone that can get on there and join in and give that guy an get an autograph from this guy. Um, me and Lex weren't good friends. I'll say that at the beginning, but he's a, he, he put a lot into this business. Um, he's down for sure. He needs all the help we can give him. Um, um, again, he put everything ahead in this, guys, and it's where he's left. So I think we all should get behind. If anything we can do, we should do it. Absolutely. I got to admit, that's exactly why I love what Rocky and Asylum have done. No, it is, man. Think about this. Lex couldn't get so It'd be so hard for Lex to get somewhere else. And the bad luck you have in these already, these virtual things. I've had bad luck. Cactus Jack got COVID. Uh, you don't get COVID sitting at home, you no. know. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> right. 
Uh, Corey asked, when can we get your autograph? Well, I hear you're going back on virtual asylum, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. When we get that date, we'll make sure we, we post it here. Right. Um, here's Terry. Speaking of UFC, Conor McGregor returns Saturday night. Will you be watching? And if so, do you think he dominates as usual? You know, I, I won't watch it. I'll tell you why, because I know in a couple of weeks they'll show that pay-per-view. And if it is a knockout, just a fluke knockout to the back of the head again, you won't waste your money on that. Um, but no, if I I would love to be watching. Conor McGregor is the big deal in, in UFC right now. But I am secretly hoping for this other guy. You know, he's just um, – he even said, he goes, I'm not faster, I'm not stronger, but he's not going to win. But I like, I like to see this other guy win. I think that's the difference between watching wrestling and watching right. reality is because when you watch wrestling and you go into that main event, you know, you're going to get uh, you know, a 10, 15 minute, 20 minute bout. Right. You go to the main event of UFC. It could be over in literal seconds. <laughs> right. But you know, of course I've never bought a wrestling pay-per-view and never would either. So, but no, um, that's what you get with the fight, you know, with fights. And, and I don't think a fan's ever disappointed with that. I think a fan would be disappointed with a 25-minute match that went into a DQ or a counter or someone walked to the back without finishing the match. So that's why they don't have the numbers USC are having. So, no, I would be happy with a quick knockout any day over a bad finish. Okay. Nathan, do you have any wrestling questions that you've always wanted to talk to the master and ruler of the world? Actually, a couple, a couple. One, one of them. One of them is, um, you, know, you always hear about, you know, the the stuff that happens backstage, and you know, uh, uh, people not actually getting along behind the scenes. But you know, you're supposed to be friends when you're out there, you know, in the middle of the ring. Was there anybody that you were supposed to be friends with when you were out there that you didn't get along with out the back? And did you ever come to blows with anyone backstage? Um. Um, came to blows with a guy one time. Uh, I told the story. I really regret doing it. it. Was some poor guy me and Danny was working with in Texas, and he didn't sell the finish, and we beat him up from the ring to the back. Um, not too bad, but um, not something I'm comfortable doing like that. I don't believe in teaching people lessons like that. Um, only other really altercation I had since a similar deal where there was a guy named Wendell Cooley and. My, beginning of my wrestling career down in Continental, he sort of taking advantage of me a little bit because I was sort of green and a guy named Bob Blackburn, the DI told me this and showed me how to grab a guy in one of these sugar holes and I sugared old Wendell out and um, he called me in my room. I said, man, we can go to the parking lot and take, you know, finish it there. Or, you know, we can finish it at the show tonight. He, I said, well, you can just stop, you know, just quit it. And he chose to quit. And um, that really was about it. I don't, you don't see a lot of fights happening in the ring or outside the ring or in the locker room. Reason being, there's a lot, a lot of people just don't want to fight. There's not a lot of people jumping in line to get in a fist fight. So um, that's just an uncomfortable place for a lot of people. But no, not really. Other than that one time and that one time that I was sort of talked into sugaring somebody, you know, it was just to say, hey, stop taking advantage of me. Usually when you show that, that hey, don't do that to me, the word gets out and that usually stops. Um, happened in Japan one time when I first got there, they were really roughing me up and someone said, Hey man, you've really, you know, it's like, you gotta be like you were Lord humongous, but 10 times that. And 
I started kicking people in the teeth, and that sort of everything calmed down a little bit. Okay. You another question? Yeah. Um, is that the same kind of deal as a receipt? Like, if, if you're in a ring and someone messes up and actually smacks you in the face with a chair, is that the same sort of deal? Like, do you hold them in your back pocket and just wait to get someone at the right time? I think everyone holds someone in their pocket sometimes for that. Um, usually, what happens in a receipt, you know, and we call, we give receipts for potatoes, and uh, usually a person will take a couple of potatoes before they consider giving a receipt because maybe the first one was an accident, and maybe the second one was an accident. They just don't know what they're doing, so they'll go, "Okay, hey, let me uh, give a receipt right here to get their attention, lighten up a little bit, or it keeps coming back as well," you know. And see, I think that's what was going on when you talked about what you and Dan did to the one one jobber that you were wrestling with. If you watch that match, he's he's no selling the move, but when he gets up, he's groggy. So right. it looks like inexperience. It was. And that's why I'm against that. Um, I remember Mark Merrill one time sort of got done the same way by Ron and Don, I mean Ron Harris and Ron Simmons. I mean Ron Simmons and Butch Reed and um, I, I told both those guys. I said I disagree with that, what y'all did. Um, I said just I don't agree taking advantage of people. And what it was, Mark was a really good guy. Still is a good guy. He didn't know what he was doing wrong. He was thrown outside the ring. He wasn't giving the finish. He was just helping the other guy up. And um, so I said we don't grow by things like that, you know. But um, no, I think that we don't teach people lessons like that, you know. It was just the culture at that point, too. Though. It was. It was the culture. Same culture as, like, these guys take advantage of these, like you said, job guys. I just like to call them enhancement guys or uh, nice guys uh, in the bad spot. Um, I'd always give those guys extra money, you know, for doing a good job for me. So when I saw there was a couple guys, Dave Penzer and uh, Rip Rogers was bringing a lot of them from Florida and taking half their money, putting them all in one hotel where the company was paying for everything. And uh, I really did try to get both of them fired. It didn't work. Uh, uh, I just, I don't like opportunities of that type, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, man, Nathan, thank you so much for joining us. All right. If you want to stick around for a second, please feel free. We're just going to wrap up the show, though, okay? Yeah, yeah, no worries at all. All thanks right. Thanks for having thanks. me, guys. Thanks, Nathan. Have a good week. All right, Sid. Any last words? Man, yeah, I really. Uh, what about you? You got any last words today? Just before we get into that, um, again, if people are interested in the shirt, we've got quite a few, and uh, if we get a few more, I definitely will put the order in. Okay, I just need to make sure we have enough to cover everything. That is it, lit up, and that's it in the dark. Good so, deal. if you are interested, send me an email: info at viciouscirclepod.com. All right, and the other thing. Oh, let me get rid of that picture. If you are taking part in the challenge and you're sending in your donation, okay, uh, what was the donation again? What, what is what's it for? For the challenge, yeah. How are we working the donation? Oh, you know, this is the thing. Just uh, seeing what you want to, and um, you know, I, I think I said it the other day, or if I haven't said it on the show, I've said it to Rob. I I feel like people think that we're taking this, putting these twenty. This I think we've got like twenty five dollars total. That we're putting this $25 in our pocket. So I thought, okay, uh, since I don't know social media, 
what we're going to do, Rob, is we're going to start posting a few pictures of the people. I got, we didn't do it for this show. I did it. We've been taking pictures for our, for our church and for uh, our, our bishops radio and for anyway, for, so I'm going to get some of these pictures, start showing them and maybe posting something a little bit every week, see what people, that way people know what they're being a part of. That'll help too. So again, let's just take it the heart. Let's make it simple. Just donate what you want, you know, for the challenge. And uh, as we go along with it, this isn't going to be a, no, there's no end to this challenge. We'll stick with people as long as they're wanting to go with it. And if someone wants to start up next week, you can start up next week. We'll, we'll work along with you. You got it. Uh, if you could right now, we'll send those donations to this. I've got a PayPal that's got nothing else on it right now. So all the money that we get is going to get taken out and given to Sid to give to the, uh, to the program. Right. Okay. And it's called pop tops. It's just that where, you know, a person could get a bag. It's got a pop top of Vienna or a can of spam. I know it sounds crazy, but it's what it is. And um, we give it to them. That's some crackers and a bottle of water and a little conversation sometime, a laugh or two. And then I give them a big kick in the back of the head and tell them to get out of there. Exactly. That's, oh, that's the fun part. And when you do send in your donation, please put your address. That right. way we know exactly where to send the signed picture. Right, exactly. Okay. That wraps it up for my comments. How about you? Well, I think um, I'd like to say everybody seems like they're doing really good. Nathan's um, sound like he, we talked to him a little earlier too. He's really dead set on this. He's got a different approach than other people. He wants to be smacked in the face. I'm going to enjoy doing that verbally. That's all I can do right now. But no, uh, I like to see those kind of people want to get involved like that. And then I don't mind giving them more information. Because I think when I'm giving people information, they go, wow, you're you're telling me what to do. No, I'm just telling you what I think or what I know, you know. So then we got other people who are taking their goals, like I suggest, one one step at a time. And we all can, again, we can mess up when we can start over. This isn't, you know, to judge anyone. This is just to have fun. If we lose a little weight, we do. We gain some weight. That's part of it, too. So everybody have fun out there. Looking forward to uh, the next show on Sunday. And uh, we'll clear up a few things on show Sunday. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Real quick. Uh, gospel song I heard this morning on the, my station. It was called Jesus in Three Quarter Time. What was the artist's name? J.D. Souther. J.D. Souther. Now, um, it is really, now it's a modern country you know, gospel song. So I think it'd be uh, pretty cool. And that was what was cool today with uh, the meeting with our our bishop at her little radio show where she got, she brought up music and I just heard that song this morning going over to the, the interview. And that's what's cool about life. Everyone, um, we get up and put ourselves in the right direction and doing the right things. We're heading over to something like going to do something like this. It just so happens it was be church heard the right song that got me in the mood for it. Maybe that song would be for you. Something totally different. It might be like the song I listened to, um, by, um, Led Zeppelin, uh, when the levee breaks. Sometimes I listen to that before I work out. And that just makes me think about building up all that energy when I get in there. And I'm sure a lot of people at the gym wish I didn't listen to that song when I'm screaming it out of the top of my lungs <laughs> over my headphones. But that's what we do to get by. That's what I'm going to do to get by until Sunday. Love you guys. You've been listening to the Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi, co-host Rob Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast is produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Productions, a division of JX3 Media Productions. 
The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn, and the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Treblecock.